0: Due to the nature of the film that we discuss in this episode, there is discussion of sexual assault and a racial attack, so please proceed with caution. Hello, I'm Anna. And I'm Bethany, and we're trying to review every Jane Austen adaptation ever.
1: Welcome to Austen Translation, the only Jane Austen podcast
0: that covers the character's star signs that we know of. We're two best friends who've known each other since school. I've persuaded Anna to join me on this Jane Austen journey.
1: I'm less of an Austen expert, but I am no less ready to share my hot takes on these adaptations.
0: This week, we watched Ruby in Paradise, which the Wikipedia page says is a homage. Is it homage? Homage? Homage. Homage to Northanger Abbey. Fucking was it liar <laughs> lies we were dupes oh we were conned not only was it not a homage it was boring as fuck ah <laughs> oh, what a snooze what absolute fucking
1: snooze snooze fest honestly we were like checking both of us were checking the like progress bar yeah thinking, like how long has this got left because if feels like it took away years of my life watching that film
0: you could feel yourself aging you could just <laughs> oh my god oh and so it stars Ashley Judd which you may know from various bits and bobs she's quite famous actually which is why one... yeah i
1: thought i'd seen her before but i don't i don't know what i've seen her in is she in twilight
0: Oh, do you know what? I thought she was, but I've looked up that stuff quite a lot. Like I looked her because I was like, why do I know this name? Um but I don't think I saw Twilight, but I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> I think she might be Alice in Twilight, but I might have made that up. Um
1: oh no, she's not. She's she's too old to be Alice in Twilight.
0: <laughs> no offense, but Absolute like Absolute wrecked Ashley Johnson.
1: No, I mean I'm just saying like for I'm I'm thinking about the time frame and the fact that the
0: Sounds like a um like 40 year old white male casting direction
1: (laughs) sorry sorry Ashley Judd didn't mean it like that I'm just saying that (laughs) if like I imagine the actress from Twilight and it is that she's clearly not we all know we don't
0: like seeing women over 30 on the screen Anna fucking hate it (laughs) they just stay inside once you hit 30 that's it you're not allowed out anymore just crumbly oh god you can tell this was boring because we really just don't want to talk about it we don't i wanted to get started and i literally was like the thing about this yeah just spoiler alert it's not northanger abbey like the plot it's not
1: Um, i can't believe that they did this to me because (laughs) No, Abbey Abby is my favourite one. I think they pretended, they they lured me in with this false pretense of it being a homage, and uh, I can't even say the word, an homage. How do you even? It honestly,
0: know? was like, did I say that so wrong, and you just left me there?
1: <laughs> no, it's a, a, an, a homage.
0: I think. Anyway, oh, who knows? Nobody cares. Yeah, like that's the thing. Okay, spoiler alert. It's not like it and. It's I not. Think vaguely, she relates to the first sentence about Catherine. Uh, yeah, but it, like, spo- okay, so spo- yes, yeah,
1: spoiler alert: the most Northanger Abbey, or the like, the only reference to Jane Austen or any parallel to Jane Austen in this thing is that she gets given a copy of Northanger Abbey. She reads it. Uh, she talk like the thing about Catherine Morland not being likely to be a heroine or something, and she's like, "Oh yeah, that's like me." except that she's nothing like Catherine Morland. She just,
0: yeah, like, completely different struggles, like, I can't- Completely different character, just like, every, she's the exact opposite of
1: Catherine Morland.
0: Yeah, like, the only thing they have in common is they are like, women in sexist environments, maybe. That's, yeah, and that's a stretch. Yeah, like, that's a very, like, stretched, it's a re- It was
1: very hard, like, I was really trying to look for, like, I was like, oh, maybe this character is
0: this person. Yeah. And, and like, like, I honestly, none of it held up. <laughs> is... it starts with her just, like, driving down this road. She's got no context at this point. No, there's, like, we- weird rock music playing, <laughs> like, soft rock. Also, and... like, the aesthetics are very 80s, and it came out in 93, I think. The year my brother was born. Yeah. So, I really was, <laughs> like, I didn't expect it to be so 80s, but it is set in, like, it's like like small town vibe. Yeah, it's very
1: very 80s vibes and so it's yeah, she's driving down a freeway. Mm-hmm. It goes from day to night. There's about like f- several minutes of just this like her lots of like profile shots of her driving the rock music playing shots of the freeway it's like yeah okay we've established yeah, this it now. goes
0: on for a while we do see a man running after her oh yeah i don't i wasn't quite sure what that he had like he was throwing his shoe yeah he th- i think he threw a shoe after her so she's there so- just got in this car driven away and she. I
1: never really made the connection with the man throwing the shoe that it was going to be after her. But yeah, that makes sense now. And then the title comes up as she's entering Florida and the font mm-hmm. that they have chosen is so incredibly hard to read apart from anything
0: aesthetic. It's like very 80s, but yeah, like it is also because it's like, um, I don't know the the graphic design term for it, but joined up writing. <laughs> so like cursive. Cursive. That's the word. Um, yeah. Well, that's not the graphic design word. That's just the normal word. <laughs> but...
1: God, this is how boring this film was. We're just analysing the font. It was. Yeah, it was so bad. So then she's just in a bed. She's lying down on a bed in this place, and you can hear uh, a woman singing Hindi song. She looks out the window. She sees this woman, this Indian woman or South south
0: asian woman yeah i mean we do see this woman like once again but the majority of the things that happen don't even lead any but
1: this is one of the only things that feels like a narrative anchor for me like i'm not saying it was good but at least it was a thing where you (laughs) saw you you saw it at the beginning and then you were like that i have a measurable thing where this is like we've come back round and i when i saw it i was like oh thank god we're near the end
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we see we see the South Asian lady singing and carrying the laundry as she takes it to the South Asian family and drops it off. Ruby,
1: who's the main character, she's counting some money. There's I've just written weird soft rock piano.
0: There's just a lot of that. Well, there's a like, lot of like random piano notes as well. Yeah, and like just
1: bits where it's like ting ting ting,
0: like just.
1: <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm just like what is this weird noise and then I realize it's part of the music. Anyway, there's kind of like a montage of her going around various places trying to get a job and there's just like you can't actually hear her. It's just various
0: people shaking their heads at her and her being like can't get a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Then she she walks into this shop and she basically she demands a job because she's like, look, I can do sales, I can do retail And I work really cheap So we find out her name Her name's Ruby Lee Gissing She gets
1: this job because she works real cheap <laughs> And she's chatting to another girl Who works at the shop, black girl And Rochelle is her name We find out later She is explaining with, like why she's there And she's like Yeah I'm from
0: Tennessee, my mum's dead <laughs> Just a few things about me I'm from Tennessee, my mum's dead Yeah well like, the girls like t- talking about her aspirations Rochelle or something yeah and then she's just like I got out of Manning Tennessee is where she's from she was like I got out of Manning without being pregnant or getting beat up which is an accomplishment like it just starts off bleak
1: yeah she is she's like
0: I just thought there was more to life than being her mum died and then like her uncle I think was looking after her and she was just kind of being told what to do and made to work. And it just, you got the impression it was not a nice environment that she was in. And it was the men's. Fault.
1: Yeah, there's just a thing throughout where she doesn't like men, has had bad experiences with men. Yeah. Which again, is like, this is the thing, because we're we're seeing this, we're like, this main character... You're trying to connect her to Catherine Moreland. Catherine Moreland is like the most naive, gentle, fantasy Pisces vibes. She has a nice family. People aren't horrible to her or anything. And she's very, she kind of comes from a, quite a sheltered place. And then she goes to Bath.
0: But this woman is nothing like Catherine Morland. She's like world weary. And um, we see the boss's son. All I wrote here is the boss's son is an R. I wrote the boss's son as a bit of a boy. <laughs> hey! See?
1: I was like, yeah. <laughs> I've picked it up now. But yeah, so Rochelle says to her, stay away from the boss's son. He's a bit of a boy. She doesn't say that, but she's like, oh, he's a he's a bit of a player. So you sort of hear about him. I think maybe you see a shot of him. Yeah,
0: well, you see him shouting at his mum. Like, he's having an argument with his, like, talking shit in the office and just being a dick. And then as he walks out, he, like, looks her up and down. and like, Oh, yeah.
1: And he's like, hey. Like, classic 80s floppy head. The very 80s vibe, even though this is 93 of he is in real estate and he's making all these deals this is what he's arguing with his mum about it's like, you and your
0: deals making deals all the time yeah he wants to invest in some stocks I think and she's just like no and it's just like that like um new money 80s boom thing so her and Rochelle go to
1: the beach in the evening and I've just written, she puts her hand in the
0: ocean and then tastes it. Well, I didn't even write this bit down because I was watching it and I was like, I'll write it down when we get to the, like, peak. Like, the point that, like, you know when you're watching something and you're like, right, this is the plot point. Yeah. It, it didn't come.
1: No, because there are no plot points in this. It's Yeah, they go to the beach, they're talking about just life, the universe and everything. She puts her hand in the ocean, She she licks it, and then it reminds me of this TikTok guy I sometimes watch where he goes to the beach and pretends to lick various rocks and things. But he then saves these uh, shrimps by taking parasites out of their gills and then releasing them back into the ocean. But anyway, he always likes to lick things from the ocean they shouldn't. That's what it reminds me of
0: yeah and then they just say a lot of times throughout this film they say like nonsensical sentences. yeah and they're just trying to be fake deep like nobody talks
1: like this before that though Rochelle just casually mentions that her boyfriend nearly got killed by a bunch of racists that they bumped mm-hmm. into and then that's just that's never referred to again but anyway so mm-hmm. so, so there are racists there there are races everywhere. I wish we knew more about Rochelle and her boyfriend because they seem like some of the only interesting characters in this whole thing. We don't even see the boyfriend, ever. Tomorrow Geo and Count in 201. And I've just written, what do these words mean? <laughs> Nobody talks like this. And this is like an example. It's like they're saying these sentences that are supposed to sound really deep, but they're fake deep. And it's like very offhand. We're supposed to know what that means. No one knows what that means.
0: Yeah. I feel like we missed out. I don't know if we missed out the bit or whether it's now where the boss
1: where they're like behind a screen she's in the shop early but she's not been seen they're arguing they're having a big shouting match it's so it's it's shocking acting it's like you know you see those kind of like acting reels from the 80s where there's like actors who are just acting out like various scenes that was like a bunch of memes (laughs) <laughs> a while yeah. ago but it's like it's like two actors have an argument and they're shouting at each other and it's like a classic yeah it's uh, it's just ridiculous and he so it's like oh you and your deals and and you know you don't get, understand me mm. and there's no future in retail and they're just shouting at each other and, and the, even they're like body language and everything it's just like so classic i've just written the boss has got a giant chain on it's like a, oh, a yeah. comically oversized necklace that is like over
0: the top of her roll neck roll neck jumper. jumper the, the roll neck so yeah the sun walks out and then is it mrs chambers i can't remember the woman's name like oh, she I says her remember. first name later on um yeah it's it's mildred but we don't call her Mildred at this point. I can't remember. But she's just like, I'm going away for a week and don't date my son. And then in this shop, the shop that she's working in, it's like a sports holiday supplies store. I kind of think it's like a touristy beach shop. You know those ones? Yeah. Where you get to, you can buy like everything from like towels to like weird little ornaments. Yeah, and they just keep doing these shots
1: of these weird little figurines Yeah, it's for easy. no reason. They
0: never really become They do these real. things where you think, like, in a normal film it would mean something if they're doing a shot like that. But none of it means anything. None of it means anything. You but, think, oh, this might be relevant later on. No, it's not. Also, they do these things where you literally have, like, standalone scenes. So you've had that scene with Rochelle on the beach and then she's back at work and then she's back at her house. And it's like these aren't leading, these things don't lead into each other. You just have to work out that it's changed. I mean that does happen in other movies yeah it does but it doesn't like none of them lead together do you know what
1: I mean yeah there isn't so much of a storyline that you're like oh I'm interested in what's gonna happen next here because it's really not none of it means anything yeah like honestly like whenever there's conversations between the characters it was literally just like buzzing in my ear like I just couldn't even process yeah. any of the
0: words they were saying because none of it meant anything yeah because like literally after, so Mildred says, "I'm going away from a, for a week. It, he's going to be in charge. He's going to be there to open up the shop and everything." She has this rule not to date her son. And then, like Ruby nods, and then so you know immediately that Ruby is going to date the son. Yeah, and then we're at um, Ruby's house, and so she's meeting her neighbour. Yeah,
1: yeah, the really weird neighbour. <laughs> she's like, seems to be in high school, and she starts talking about how she's got the summer off and she she's grown so much over the summer she's always talking about how she's grown and I'm like I don't know if you're literally talking
0: about your height or whether you're talking about your your personal growth or what the whole thing is just like it's like they're trying to do a coming of age film but you don't care about any of the characters this girl like when you're watching her I don't know if this is on purpose or not but she seems like unhinged isn't the right word. But. Well, yeah, it's, it's this thing where, like, none
1: of these... Like, you can just tell that all of this is, is totally being put on.
0: And, like, Ruby's just kind of staring at her. She does a lot of just staring. They haven't embodied the characters at all. Yeah, well, because that's what it is. Like, this, this girl's like, oh my god, I've grown so much. But in the way that it kind of comes across a bit manic. I see what you're saying about how, like, when they act, there's no... You can tell that it's not genuine. Like, I know, obviously... There's nothing behind the eyes. Yeah, there's nothing behind the eyes. They're just saying words. So they all come across as, like, slightly manic. And Ruby does a lot of just, like, not answering people as well.
1: Yeah, and I think, to be fair, Ashley Judd actually, like, has a bit of a...
0: Yeah, I think she's got acting range. She can actually act in this. Yeah, and also, like, she can only work with what she's got. If she's not directed any speech, then, like, she just has to just stand. Well, Ruby does a lot of talking, but it's
1: all just this, like meaningless, fake, deep, philosophising. Yeah. So, yeah, we keep having shots of weird figurines. There's some weird figurines in the house. I think maybe it's suggesting that she stole the figurines from the shop. That's her diary, doesn't she? We finally actually hear from Ruby, like, on in her internal monologue, where she's just... It's just, like, her talking about how she's left home what does anything really
0: mean it's like a tumblr blog
1: yeah she's just like what is the meaning of life
0: what am i doing here it's literally got that vibe you know and like you get like teenagers with like a lot of emotions yeah most teenagers do but but like when when they're just like what's the point of life and like they start it's kind of at that age where you start thinking about things like that a little bit but it's so intense but she's just like uh yeah we're
1: all just sitting and waiting on the doorstep of life (laughs) (laughs)
0: you know just some weird like I don't know yeah, yeah, like she, she has, like, southern dialect. But then we're at the shop, Ricky yeah. asks her out. Yeah, literally, straight away, Ricky's in charge, he's flirting with her, she's like, no, and then he's just like, come on, we'll just do no, it. No, she
1: doesn't say no, she says, you're about as appealing as day-old roadkill. No. <laughs> and then he's like, let's just get it over with, we know this is, it's going to happen, so let's just get it over with. I dare you to. And so she's like, well, now you've dared me. Now you've double dog dared me.
0: <laughs> I was like, like if there was some creepy guy that was like, I dare you, I would just, I would not suddenly be like, oh, my pride's on the line. I'd just. I'd be like, I dare you to fuck off. Yeah. So they decide to meet at the shop after her shits. She won't let him come to the house, I think. So they go to a disco. A disco. And she looks so miserable. She's, She's fucking hating every second. He's like chatting away in the ear. Like, have you seen that like viral club photo?
1: <laughs> the girl is like really disgusted looking.
0: Yeah, and he's like whispering into her ear quite drunk.
1: Yeah, and, like, that's her. So she's just looking like someone's just done a shit in front of her.
0: He's doing this really cringe dancing. So while they are dancing, it then, halfway through the dancing sequence, it starts a sex sequence. But it flashes forward. It overlaps. Yeah, so, so, like,
1: there's, like, bits of dancing, and then there's flash forward to them in bed. Then there's more dancing, then flash forward to them in bed. And then it just goes to them in bed again. And also,
0: because of that, though, I was like, "Are they having sex? Like, is this happening, or is she imagining it?" I thought, maybe- "Yeah, like, I don't know why they they felt the need to do that.
1: Like, flash forward. It was just like, oh, we're just gonna flash forward that they're having sex. Okay, well, and
0: now back to dancing, and they're having sex."
1: And back to dancing.
0: Because the way they did it, I thought it looked like it was she was like dancing with him while imagining what it would be like. Yeah, like it just they've just used it as a technique
1: because it's they had nothing else to do. This is what I mean about them just putting shit in for the sake of it. Yeah,
0: and then I just wrote, She just stares a lot.
1: She just yeah, she's just miserable. Um and then I've written did he just come really fast? She looks so unimpressed. Sorry. Just them having sex, and he's like, ah. Uh, and then uh, they
0: roll over, and she just like looks at him like, is that it? Because oh, I wasn't sure either of whether that was what happened, and it was just disappointing for her. Or whether she was just like, I feel nothing.
1: No, I think because it was then, it happens a couple of times. And then um, she goes back to her house. That's all I've written about it. She said, so far, fun has been nothing but
0: work. Oh, oh, my God. What a bleak review. The whole thing is just so bleak all the way through.
1: Ricky comes to the shop and he gives her a Walkman. And he says, for those lonely nights when we can't be together. Oh, my God, I miss that completely. And then he's like, I really enjoyed our night together. Yeah. Like he's really, in, he's like, he's he is absolutely obsessed with the sex.
0: Yeah, he is. He is like super, almost infatuated. Yeah. And then she goes to meet Rochelle. So she's meeting her for lunch. She's kind of talking about, Rochelle's kind of talking about what her mum wanted her to do. She's like, what about Rick? What about Rick? Slick Rick, the hunk in the trunk. have you seen him yet and like ruby's pretending that she's not gone with him and then um rochelle's like oh my mom wanted me to be a teacher but i'm gonna be a businesswoman," and and then she says this thing ruby's like what would you teach children Yeah she says it like that as well And then like Rochelle answers as if That's not like the most fucking stupid Thing.
1: Is she going to be teaching Adults? I mean like that's fine But why is she saying
0: children So
1: disbelievingly?
0: Yeah well I thought she was, no because she was going What would you teach children? As in what would you teach them? And at first I thought she meant like is she going to be teaching Maths or art? Is
1: she saying that Rochelle has no no, no Knowledge of what
0: to teach? Is she saying that no, children no. are not worth teaching? What and does it mean? You teach children if you were going to teach them. And then Rochelle was that you just teach them how to survive. And I was like... How to keep their soul intact. Yeah. Oh fucking God. children
1: just oh having God. their souls
0: destroyed. I was like, bloody hell.
1: Like, this is the thing, because it's also, it's so, like, fucking dark and depressing, except they're all in this... Well, I guess maybe that's the point of it. They're in this kind of, like resort beach side mm. weird 80s town and everyone's just so philosophical and constantly just talking about
0: depressing shit
1: yeah and then i've written ruby and rick fuck again he nuts immediately
0: <laughs> i wrote she sits with ricky again and he comes
1: early again because <laughs> <laughs> i remember when we were watching this i sent bethany a
0: message like he's done it again <laughs> yeah and like yeah she just he i think immediately goes to sleep. or i i can't like because then she just starts looking around his room and then she starts looking in his drawer and he sees a bunch of gifts in there yeah like bubble wrapped jewelry boxes
1: yeah so like is that for her i guess it's for her because it's the same like wrapping as the walkman that she had but then i'm like would you buy Multiple gifts and then just save them up. Yeah, well, like,
0: that's something that Rick would do.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah. Just... Oh, yeah. See, because I, I missed the Walkman scene, I was like, what? What is this? I was like, this is just some weird. Why has he just got all these gifts? But yeah, I think that's like implying that he just has a stack of gifts ready to give the women that he fucks to make them feel. Well,
1: yeah, and is it? But is it like the women or is it her? Like, has he bought her multiple gifts? She considers stealing them, and she doesn't. Well, I don't think. I did not think she did. And then she goes and she shoplifts from a shop. Shoplifting spree. She puts it all out on the bed um and she's looking at it and then she shoves it all back into the bag and she like
0: th- throws it away she gives it to it one of those charity drawers that you get in car parks like you get the- yeah and she's like
1: call it an experiment why should i live right why slave your life out when you can just take this is what i mean about her weird phrasing also she literally and then she goes people do worse things <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the kind of shit that she's just constantly spouting in her diary, which we haven't written down because none of it makes
0: yeah like, any difference. It really, like, it's just her saying, like, really shit Tumblr quotes. Shall we read the blurb of it?
1: Ruby in Paradise. Ruby, a young woman, arrives in a Florida resort town during the off-season to make a fresh start. She gets work as a sales clerk in a souvenir shop run by Mildred Chambers. (laughs) She dates, sleeps with Ricky Chambers, Mildred's conceited son, but breaks off with him when she finds she's just another conquest. She gets involved with Mike, a left-wing greenhouse worker. Spoiler alert. As the seasons change, Ruby's relationships with others and herself go through some metamorphoses as she makes choices and discoveries, establishing her own identity, a character study. Oh, so it's a character study, is
0: it? Yeah, well, lost on us. God. Anyway. Anyway, she's back at the shop and her boss has returned.
1: Yes, and Ricky asks her out again. She's like, no, I didn't come here to be your chippy.
0: Yeah, which I I wanted to look that up because I assume it's a southern phrase that we don't know.
1: For the Americans, uh, in England, a chippy is a chip shop, somewhere where you get your fish and chips. So a chippy could also be someone who owns and runs the fish and chip shop. So I'm just imagining her in like one of those those little hats with the nets on it.
0: <laughs> See, yeah. I know <laughs> I, I assumed it was not that. Frying a battered sausage. I assumed what she meant is um I don't want to be your side piece, I suppose is what we Yeah, like I guess I guess that's what but, but I prefer it if she was a child. You cannot state how much Rick is obsessed with the sex. He's he fucking loves it. He has brought it up at multiple points by now. He's like, it was so good, I can't stop thinking about it. And then he's
1: like, I'll give you a few days, we'll work it out. And then he's like, fantastic. As he's
0: walking away, he was like, fantastic. Yeah, like referring to the sex. Just being like, it was so good. Also, this is like a weird thing they do, where, um, I think you mentioned it when we were talking, but it kind of... Obviously, there's not like multiple, there's actually only like five characters, but um, everyone kind of gets obsessed with her.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like in, I in Lost in Austin, the main character woman doesn't have to do anything. Everyone's just like, oh, you are a sex object.
0: Yeah, and then she's like completely like, just looks at him blankly when he says anything. I mean, maybe she's got, she's got kind of a mysterious allure in that she's
1: very like aloof.
0: Yeah, and I do think that is part of it because she's like very like reserved, and doesn't talk about anything with them and just kind of lets them be infatuated with her. It cuts to her at home watching TV
1: and oh. she's watching the weather and then she turns the weather off and she just starts repeating the phrases that the weather lady has said and laughing to herself.
0: Yeah, and this is when I was like not much is happening of consequence because I was like what is the point of this? Is this is this supposed to... What does it mean about her character? It says a character
1: study. What does this say about Ruby? That she just sits alone laughing to herself about what the weather lady has said.
0: Yeah. Then she goes to the garden place. I was getting a bit mad at this point. That's when they I just like getting angry. Because like, that's when I was literally like, I was going to write this thing down. And it was so funny because I didn't write it down, but I did remember it because it was so stupid. Of her mimicking the new the weather lady and i was like i'm not even gonna bother writing this down because it's so fucking pointless but this is the
1: thing everything because i said this to bethany because i was like i i took really detailed notes just for something to do <laughs> because also everything was so meaningless that it was like i don't know what to pick out as something that's significant because
0: nothing of that nothing is of any consequence that's the thing because then she goes to a garden place and he like brings up a plant that she's bought previously then yeah and I'm like did we see her buy this plant
1: yes she has a jade plant she bought earlier and so this guy Mike he's got like a little goatee and he's like how is the jade plant the jade plant you bought earlier and she was like oh yeah it's fun that's why I'm back and she's just like, why the fuck are you talking to me? Like he keeps asking her about plants and telling her facts about plants. And then he's like, well, I finish soon. How about we go out for dinner? And she's like, only if you promise to stop talking about plants. And he's like, what's a plant?
0: And then do we see like a montage of dates at this point? Or is it just the one date?
1: Yeah, no, there's sort of a montage of them hanging out together and they go walking on a big white sand dune. I did, I did look at it and think that it looked like a, it was snow and that was kind of an interesting, that was the only interesting aesthetic thing that happened.
0: Because then like she's she's narrating this montage with her like journal thoughts about Mike and his history and all of that. And then like we cut to him like talking and he says this phrase about how like something got torn down. And then he's just like, I think we tear things down just to feel alive. <laughs> and then, And then she's like, Mike
1: says he's just glad to be here, like a tree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a tree. Just like a tree. Do you know what? At that point, I just didn't even blink an eye at the phrasing. I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I just, I just, you, you know, when you see a tree and you're like, that tree is just so glad to be here. Yeah, he's just happy. To he's be- just happy to be here. And then she goes, <laughs> he makes my lips hum because remember she's got a strong southern accent throughout this which really changes the delivery of the line. yeah
1: that's the thing like you just truly can't understand until you just hear her say all this shit and then it cuts she she's hanging out with Rochelle again Rochelle's got a great like denim cycling cap on with the peak turned up Rochelle is just like we just want more Rochelle she's not in it enough Oh, so Rochelle wants her to go back to school.
0: That's what Rochelle's like. Right, because Rochelle's gone to university. Yeah, she's at like a community college. And she's like, you should you should come to school. And also this is, she's still kind of narrating from her journal as well at this point. So like the conversations are happening at the same time. Like you're just dipping and out. And then she's just like, Rochelle wants me to go back to school. And then Mike thinks it's a waste of time. And then you're yeah up.
1: mike says to her you just need a guy to aim you in the right direction yeah you need a guy to point you in the
0: <laughs> he's supposed to be left wing yeah and then you hear this trombone music yeah for ages and you're just like oh this is just a weird music thing they're doing again and then you see someone playing the trombone by the lake outside her house or his house i'm not sure and um and then the guy comes back, and it's Mike, and he's just gone to go play trolls. Oh, I know, oh God. Yeah, I really want to punch Mike at this point. And then he's got, like, loads of books, and she's like, I've never seen so many books in my life. And he's like, I think of it like an addiction. Oh, my God. I'm actually, like, in
1: agony <laughs>
0: having to relive this.
1: Honestly, it's just, it's so boring even recounting it. I just don't know if people are gonna be I'm really sorry if if like if you've gotten this far, like We
0: promised to review every single Austin adaptation. Now this one's lied to us, but it literally says on the Wikipedia that it's a homage, so you know We did it so you don't have to. Yeah. And then um he's been like, Oh, you can borrow any book and then she just pulls out Northanger Abbey.
1: And then we're like, Oh my god, <laughs> it's finally happening. oh my god and she opens it he's like oh I don't know if it'll be your sort of thing but it's a great read and so she starts reading the opening lines and she's like oh you know no one would Imagine Catherine Morland to have been a heroine, and she's got like no prospects or something. Blah blah right. blah, all with money or looks, kind of thing. Yeah, and and so and then Ruby's like, "Those are my odds." Yeah, she just she starts reading it, and then and then she says something about Ricky, and she's like, "Ricky is a hundred percent of something I would like to forget." Mike's analyzing Austin. He's like, "Oh, she's so subtle and elusive." Looking at the the societal, but also the, the humorous, blah, blah. and then they go to a movie that she mm-hmm. wants to watch, and they're sitting in the movie, and he's just like, <sighs>
0: and then he literally walks out. Well, no, like she's clearly enjoying the film, yeah, like she's engrossed in the, film. Yeah. and he's just like looking at her in disbelief and looking around him in disbelief and like, oh my god, how are you people buying this shit, kind of thing. And um, then he's like, let's go. And she's like, oh, is that a good bit? And he's like, no, this are stupid. Let's go. And I was like, I actually really fucking hate you right now. Yeah, piece of shit. And he, like, drags her out. And he's like, how, were you buying that shit? And she was like, it was a fine film. And he was like, you were getting nothing from it. And
1: she's like... He's like, they're filling your mind with fantasies that have nothing to do with living.
0: What does that even mean? Yeah, it's just so like pretentious and you meet teenage boys like this as well. God so many. And I'm just like, oh Jesus, Jesus Christ. And she's she kind of like she doesn't she kind of just lets them talk shit, but then she's like, let people have their fun. Yeah, she's she's just like, I'm gonna let this go, but
1: you're wrong. Yeah. And then she's at the shop again. Still reading North Hangar Abbey. <laughs> Still reading North Abbey because she loves it. Ricky comes along and invites her to Bimini and then she's like no I don't want to and then he shakes her he like grabs her and shakes her she's just like go away I'm not going with you and then when he leaves she's like I don't know why I didn't just tell him that I was seeing someone else I just didn't want to be marked by it I didn't want
0: to be seen as some other man's lady we need to unpack what Ricky does okay because like he like goes on at her and she's just like oh yeah I don't know maybe under the after the holidays or something then he threatens her with being fired he's like did you know most people american citizens are two paychecks away from being homeless like basically being like i'll get rid of you and then he kind of grabs hold of her and she's like you're hurting me and then he screams in her face he's an absolute psycho yeah like he is obsessed with her and she's just kind of brushing... Yeah, she's like, I don't know, maybe after the holidays. And then, yeah, she says that bit about how she doesn't want to be, like, marked as my girlfriend, I suppose.
1: Here's the thing. This could have had so much, like, potential for f- feminist analysis, for actual meaningful
0: questioning of shit, and instead they just... It's almost... The thing is, though... Okay, so a lot of the di- the dialogue is absolutely pointless, yeah. But I think what they're... I can see what they're trying to do. Like, this this character study of this woman, this working-class Southern woman who's who's living under the patriarchy and having to kind of deal with all the shit from men. And you don't even really find out what happened
1: to her beforehand. Yeah, so you're, you're kind
0: of like... I see what they're trying to
1: do. It's so surface level, though. They're just like, if we just put a few open-ended questions in there, then everyone will just like fill in the blanks for us. But
0: it's like, well, yeah, but you just you haven't. And then she um she goes home, and her neighbor is having a volatile row with her boyfriend in in the house
1: that the neighbor the next in. door, yeah. And then the neighbor, the weird neighbor girl who's obsessed with growing, <laughs> turns up and is like, "Can I stay here tonight?" Uh, she mentions how much she's grown again, and Ruby sort of is kind of this
0: maternal figure to her. Yeah, because she's watched this row through the window, and part of me is like, is she looking like sad for the neighbor? But I can't tell. Because she just I think she's scared.
1: just like, Oh, it's happening again. It seems like she's kind of come from that kind of environment of Yeah, or
0: also it's almost like all women are in this environment kind of thing. Yeah, like she can't get out. But yeah. It's also Christmas around this time.
1: Yes. Yeah, so then they it cuts to her and Mike in bed and Mike puts on this Christian inspirational speaker to Basically, it's like, I don't know if he's making fun of it, but he he basically wants to, like, discuss
0: philosophy and religion. Oh, God, I hate him so much. He's so insufferable. He he says some stupid shit, so does she. She quotes Emily Dickinson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, literally, they have, like, this kind of stupid, meaningless discussion, but she does quote Emily Dickinson. She does. There's this
1: vague feminist theme that actually doesn't really say anything. Yeah, like, it
0: could have been good. It could have been. Then she's at a trade show with Mildred to, like, buy stock for the shop. Yeah, she, she finds some trays, some
1: gross trays Let's say, with, like, sunsets on them. And she's like, oh, I wish I could have a set of these. And then Mildred's like, right, we're going to buy those.
0: Her and Mildred are eating outside on, like, this decking area outside the trade show. And first of all, Mildred is lining up some man. and I think it's implied that morning when Mildred burst in that she went and had sex with this man. And also, Really? Yeah, I didn't even... Yeah. So, like, her and this, like, man similar age to Mildred are making eye contact a lot. And, like, Ruby's kind of watching it. And then, like, the next morning, like, she bursts in last minute. Is like, right? we got to go. As if, like, she was in another hotel room. But also, Ruby stares at this random woman in a red suit for ages. And the woman stares back at her. And then Ruby just turns away and the woman leaves. And nothing. Yeah, happened. I wondered about that. I was, like, gay. But I just had no hope at that point. That That's literally, they stare at each other, I'd say, for, like, a solid 10 seconds. And then I think the woman gets up to leave. I think maybe it's because she's like a businesswoman and Ruby's like, ah, oh, she's got control of her life. Oh yeah, because then Mildred bursts in, is like, you're going to have to drive back if she got like really drunk and had a wild night. So her and Mildred are getting pretty close at this point.
1: Yeah. And Ricky ambushes her outside her house. He's drunk. He gives her a box of chocolates. He's like, can I come in? And she's like, mm. and he's like,
0: yeah, he basically it. guilt trips her. Like she eventually lets him in. Yeah. So then he's
1: just being a piss baby, and then he attacks her.
0: Yeah. He like physically.
1: He physically assaults her, and he's
0: like trying to, you know. He, yeah,
1: he's trying to. He's he's trying to, as she phrased it, get it on with her. She's not into it. Yeah, and she's like screaming. It's really horrible. It's really distressing. As a scene. And this is the thing about this film. It's really fucking dark in places. And you're just like... It actually gets more dark as it goes on. And you're just sort of like... There's no
0: resolution. There's no point to any of it. Yeah. Because like... So I can't... I think maybe the neighbours come back or something. So she's like... If you don't... And like... So like because of all that noise, he kind of stops for a second. And she's like... If you don't get off me, I'm going to scream this house down. So he gets up. And he says to her... If you're not careful, you're going to
1: end up one lonely cock-teasing bitch. Yeah, I wrote that down as well. And, and then he fires her. Yeah, he fires And she starts crying.
0: Well, like, he leaves and then she cries. She cries really hysterically and that's very distressing as well. Yeah, because, like, this is, like, a really horrific thing just happened. And then she's just
1: going around applying to a bunch of jobs. There's more people shaking their heads. The same montage as before, yeah, pretty much. Yeah,
0: just various different... She considers becoming a topless dancer at a bar and then she just kind of walks out and I think she cries again in her car afterwards yeah I think at this point she then tells Mick and he's like I'll take care of you you don't need to you don't need to worry about getting another job I'll take care of you and you didn't mind that as much, but I didn't, I didn't
1: at the it. time, but I also like reflecting on Mick's behavior in general. I'm just like, I think I was just so because, like, Rick, was it Mick, Mike? Sorry.
0: Mike, I've written Mick down at this one point, and then I wrote Mike. It's because
1: if we just combined the two terrible men into <laughs> yeah.
0: one super yeah. terrible man. No,
1: but I think it was just in comparison to Rick. I was like, he seems okay, but actually, no, neither of them will fine but most Mike at least didn't uh, physically assault her but um the bar is so low so Mike's like oh yeah I'll look after you. she's like oh every
0: girl's dream and then he's like oh okay yeah uh. she's quite like Oh well like she always says it genuinely but she's kind of like this is not for me. I thought it was kind of nice
1: because I was like he's offering to look after you like clearly no one's ever looked after you really. Yeah, He's trying to be like I care about you. And She does end up getting a job in a laundrette. And she meets these two women there's a black woman and then a Latina woman I think called Persefina, the black woman's called Wanda.
0: Yeah. And they just sort of approach her and make friends with her. I do, like, there's like a solidarity when you're in shitty jobs. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like this, this female solidarity of being like, we know this is the pits, but you'll get through it because we've got to get through it. And, like, you see, like, a montage of her almost getting to grips with the job, but not getting used to it.
1: Yeah. It just says Rochelle told
0: her so. I think that was about Rick. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She eventually tells Rochelle about like because she hasn't really told anyone what happened with Rick. Yeah. So she's told Rochelle, and she was like, "I told like well, I don't think she's like oh I told you so, but she's like." I've also written here only there. Do
1: you remember only there? I can't remember what the context of that was, but we said it
0: multiple times. I think they said it in a weird way.
1: Only there. Only there. Only there. (laughs) Maybe that's the title. Only there.
0: (laughs) Only there. That's such a boring title. Only there. That's That perfectly Uh, encapsulates the fucking... Yeah, Mildred turns up and it's revealed that Rick lied to Mildred and told Mildred that Ruby had just decided to up and left. And Mildred was really hurt by this because they'd kind of become pals. And she was, like, really upset. And it wasn't until Rochelle, because Rochelle works there during the summer, came back and and explained everything. And she's just like, I'll make sure Rick doesn't come anywhere near you, but w- would you come back? And she agrees, which I, I like Mildred.
1: Yeah, Mildred turns turns it around and we
0: like her again.
1: Then it cuts to spring break. Oh, I've
0: written this down. Oh, wow.
1: This is wild. So it's spring break and there's loads of guys in swim shorts doing sexy dancing sexy as a and
0: one of them is like doing strip and he's pulling down his swimming trunks but he's got pants on underneath. he's got white fronts underneath yeah. the swim trunks Is this a thing that american guys do like do you wear pants underneath your swimming trunks because that that is not a thing in the uk there's, i
1: don't think that's a thing
0: there's like America. a netting in swimming trunks to hold everything no i don't I don't think
1: that's the thing, anyway. Yeah. So, mm. and then there's like bikini lady. There's a man like just shouting out, doing the thing that they do on Spring Break, where he's like, you know, he he's the hype man. Mm. Um, and then there's like women in bikinis
0: with sashes that say "safe safe sex" on it. Oh God, yeah, because it's Safe Sex Week. But also, you kind of see that Ruby's like enjoying life again. Right? Yeah. So her
1: and Michelle having fun in the crowd, watching the men. Mm -hmm. take their swim shorts off. The
0: shop's super busy and she's like, I think she came back as assistant manager as well. Yeah, and she's doing really well at the job. And then she's talking to Mike
1: and he's being a massive snob about her job. And he's like, you had other options. Basically talking about the fact that she could have become his housewife. <laughs>
0: I mean she's like what were the options and he's just like oh. and she calls him out. Yeah, she needs to call him out cuz like they go, they go for a walk and they're kind of talking about this more and then she's I can't remember what she says I wish I'd written that bit down because this is the first time like she's super what she says actually matters. <laughs> well, Mike's just like, "Oh, you can't this can't be all that your life is about.
1: Like, you this can't be why you're here." in the world for you to like work on this in this shop and then she's like well maybe not we have to do stuff to survive and like the rest of it we'll figure out later or something
0: well she also is like look I get it you're you're not happy but like do something about it and just let other people live yeah like stop being such a snob yeah she's like stop looking down on the rest of us yeah just wanting to you know have a have a stable life, almost. Yeah. After that, she kind of explains in her journal, like, narrating it. She's like, things aren't the same. Yeah, she was
1: like, that's when I started seeing less of Mike.
0: And then she's working in the shop, and Rick
1: comes in, Mm -hmm. And apologizes and he's like, I'm in counselling now. I'm yeah, becoming but... a
0: new man. Is is I feel weird about this because he's very much like, I'm not asking for you to forgive me. It's very much like I'm sorry, but I just don't care about his apology. She I don't think she cares either. That's the last thing I have written down. Right, then they're at a
1: party. There's a lot of white people dancing. They're at a
0: party, they're at a bar,
1: like a country bar. You've said In the messages that you're a lot more invested in Ruby now.
0: Yeah, well, I was. Because, like, she was standing up to Mick. There's a freedom in just deciding to love your job. Like, I just kind of liked that bit of her just finding a job that she loves doing and fucking off the men. And her and Mildred's little friendship. Yeah, it goes to the same shot as the beginning. Which is
1: that moment where I was like, God, it's finally over. Mm -hmm. Where she's lying face down on the bed. You can hear the the same lady singing outside. And Ruby goes to actually see her. And the lady invites her to have some tea with her. And then there's just a bunch more philosophizing and Mm -hmm. fake poignant questions. For example... And I've written some down here. Where does caring come from? What are our true desires? The answers are sitting all quiet and smiling and waiting for us.
0: I hate it. I hate (laughs) it it so much.
1: It all sounds like it should mean something, but it literally doesn't. Where does caring come from?
0: At that point, though, I think they literally just roll the credits. (laughs) What are our true desires?
1: (laughs) The answers are all sitting, all quiet, like smiling and waiting for us. (laughs) <laughs> what does it mean? The funny thing is, right, this is the sort of film that
0: I used to have loved. Yeah, I'm not, like, a fan of things where I'm, like... Not, nothing really happens. Yeah, nothing really happens. All you're seeing is, like, this person's mental turmoil, I suppose.
1: Because I quite enjoy things that don't have, like, a real, like, a clear beginning to end storyline... I like I like stuff that doesn't have a, a clear-cut ending because I think it's more like true to life that things don't just end and wrap up nicely but also there needs to be something that you've got to think about, or
0: there has to be a point to it. I think what they're trying to do, and I can't remember, and obviously the film that I'm going to talk about is a lot better because I know you like this film, and it is a lot better than this film. It's <laughs> that one where it's like, oh, is it called Ghost Town where she gets on the bus that doesn't Ghost end? World, Ghost World, you yeah, me slightly of that, yeah. That's the kind of similar vibe that this film gives, but I think a really common doesn't thing- even have an aesthetic though. A really common thing with those films, though. Is is that the main character is normally and the reason why I don't like them is the main character is normally incredibly self-absorbed and yeah. is, and is like actually quite toxic. That doesn't actually happen in this. Like Ruby doesn't really have enough personality. For
1: she that. doesn't have anything. At the end, she goes to the shop and it's totally empty. And they zoom in on the ugly trays that she had
0: picked out, <laughs> and that's yeah. the end. The end. And we, I watched what the credits because I was like, what is this? Um, and I've just written, "What a waste of life!" It really was. It drained me of all energy, and I. I I stop. felt like I'd aged ten years. <laughs> Why
1: is Lady Catherine to like that? Don't you know it's because she's a Virgo? Why is Mister Darcy a twat, my friend? Can't you see? Because
0: he's a Capricorn Astrology Corner I'm interested in this Because you would have Pulled some stuff out of your arse for this Because Bloody hell, they were flat. They were flat characters.
1: But That kind of made it easier for me, to be honest, because they were so one-dimensional that I could just be like, oh, yeah, you're a stereotypical something or other.
0: Okay, so, yeah, Ruby.
1: Scorpio. Okay. Very secretive, suspicious of people, very deep and intense, but, like, in a way where she's, she's just got that Scorpio vibe where she's, like, intense for the sake of being intense
0: yeah yeah i see that mike's mike's an aquarius oh god i'm so mad (laughs) but you know it's true he's the worst though he's the worst (laughs) yeah he's 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 the worst aquarius i hate him so (laughs) much you are like the opposite end of the aquarius spectrum i see i see it because you know what he reminds me of a little bit about um josh and (laughs) clueless did you do rick I don't
1: know. Uh, Rick is a cancer, emotionally know. manipulative fuckboy boy.
0: Yeah. Any more need and said? No. <laughs> Mildred. Capricorn. Love Mildred. Mildred I is her a favorite. She's great. She knows her son is a piece of shit. <sighs> she's straight
1: talking, but then she's got a soft center. Yeah, yeah. She's
0: she's compassionate, and she does take. Ruby under her wing. Did you do Rochelle? Rochelle's a Virgo. Obviously, yeah, she is.
1: She, she told is. her so. Yeah, she's a Virgo. There's no one else is there unless you did... That's Ro- all I've got. Wait, wait. wait. Weird neighbour who made her the pie. Who's obsessed with grey. Pisces.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's so weird. <laughs> We're not going to forget to rate it. <laughs> oh, Because we do come back to this. You need to do the song first of all. This is a
1: song that we play when we remember to read the adaptation. No,
0: no. This is a song that we play when we remember to do the thing. No, no, no. Da da. Um, I feel so bad for some reason. Even though Ashley Judd is not going to ever listen to this. Uh, but yeah, it might be. Is it? Are you actually going zero? Are you going to do it? I'm going to give it a one. What's what's it got for the
1: one? It was vaguely diverse. Yes, it was. They weren't. Horribly offensive. There wasn't anything that I was like, "Oh, this is really off-color." Yeah,
0: they do talk about Indigenous Americans at one point. So. Yeah,
1: that's true. There was that, but overall, I mean, they had the thing with the South Asian lady, and there was like appreciation of her, uh, like a cross-cultural exchange. Yeah, there was multiple black characters with actual personalities and purposes there, and also Latina characters
0: so yeah 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 one yeah it had it did have I um think it's a two just because I quite liked in the latter half of the film her portrayal of like during the lingerie bit and her Really enjoying her sales job and really being good at it—that kind of like portrayal of working class joy, almost because you don't really get that. She was like happy with her life, like she was content at the end.
1: Yeah, I think there was like there was there was opportunities for them
0: to make it to to do something with it, and they just didn't. I saw what they were trying to do, and I think that was the two because I was like, I saw I saw your point. Yeah, I think it's the two because I saw what they were trying to do, and I liked the concept. I'll give it a 1.5 just yeah, for the Yeah, you 10. don't have to move because I understand
1: it was complete shit. We're literally- yeah, no, I know, I know. But I, I have to acknowledge that as well. And out of 10, 1.5 is still very low. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I just quite liked the contentment that she found at the end without having to, you know... I the- just, I... I
1: if I have to watch a film and I'm constantly checking how long
0: is left. Yeah, we both checked at the same point as well, because you were like, how is there half an hour left? And I was like, oh my God, I've literally just done it. So. I'm kind of a
1: completionist and I like to see things through. But I think if if given the opportunity, I would have turned it off.
0: If I had to watch that on my own, not for this podcast, I would not have made it to, to the end. No it would have got about no 15 way. minutes in, I think. Yeah. And then... um I don't know if I would have got that far. I, I kind of... I've watched a lot of films like I know. that aesthetic. So I would have given... You it, have a very high threshold for like shit. Yeah, I do. I have a very high threshold for shit. So if I turn off a film... It's bad. New <laughs> bad, bad. All from us for now... We'll be back next week discussing Pride and Prejudice, 1939. Please review us five stars if your app allows and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch, please email us at austintranslationpod at gmail.com or austin underscore translation underscore pod on Instagram. We bid you adieu. adieu.